Nako, good afternoon, good evening, good wherever you are. Uh, you know, this is going to be a World War C. <laughs> good afternoon, Butch Bartolome here again uh, in BUK or BOK. I hope everybody is okay because today is Thursday. And, uh, you know, I was, I'm so honored because I got two friends who could not say no. <laughs> and uh, despite their busy schedule, I know their uh, time is of essence. But uh, let me just share with you before I introduce who they are, because you know already Brad and Amor Maklang of Geyser Maklang. Uh, but before we do that, let me just share with you some of a story which is actually befitting this couple. Nakakatuwa uh, because uh, bagay na bagay yung kanilang, uh, kanilang story. No? Itong story natin ng uh, uh, BUK. And uh, I always say, be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. Nice, no? Uh, the lesson is, the tree does not hold on to the dead leaves. And the dead leaves had a purpose. When they were fresh but now they have to fall to give way to the new leaves this simple yet inspiring quote is a reminder to let go of things thoughts beliefs relationships people possessions etc that no longer serve you and instead refocus your attention and energy on the things that matter only when you let go of the past can you open yourself to the future. Amazing, right? So uh, again, without further ado, let me let me call in our friends, okay? Uh, our friends who are just eager to share with you a lot of things. Uh, let me call the ladies first, Amor and Brad. Oh. Hey, how are you guys? Hi. How are you, Brad? Very and, good. And Amor? There Very you. happy to be here, Sir Boots. <laughs> there you are. Uh, again, uh, thank you very much for allowing me uh, or accepting this invitation. No, uh, But again, one of the things, Siguro, that we can talk about, uh, Brad and Amor, is what is really communication? Especially you. I mean, you're, you're running your... Company, imagine 20 years, huh? Geyser Maklang, 20 years, and uh, still growing. And you were there at the beginning. You were there at the beginning, and like I said, the, the, the thanks actually is coming from us. We're very grateful. I didn't even know what this was, but I said, if it's anything that Sir Butts asked, if we can do it, done. Very grateful, Sir Butts. Right, right, right. And uh, I know that uh, you guys are so dynamic. It can be a big help to a lot of entrepreneurs. Because really, what is uh, Geyser Maklang doing? Uh, can, you, can you just give us, our audience, a brief description? Brad, Brad is the best person to share that, given that a lot of this is really his creation. Right? Okay, Brad, you have the, you have the floor. <laughs> Okay. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear. All right, great. So <clears throat> it's an interesting thing. Um, many people have uh, uh, tried to sort of 
pin us down over the years in terms of what we do? Uh, is it marketing? Is it public relations? Is it crisis management? Is it brand strategy? Those things. But in actuality, it's none of those things. Um, our area of expertise is something entirely different, but it has some interrelated elements. So I'll explain it. Actually, our profession is something called reputation equity. And reputation equity, it's just sort of a fancy way of saying, how are you known and what it's worth? Um, so this, in this side of this practice, there's four elements, actually five elements, but four elements. The first one is the formulation of reputation. So um, if you imagined a, a little bit like a reputation is like a stalactite in a cave, you know, the, those sharp things. Basically a stalactite is a limestone and water dripping from a cave and it gradually accumulates and forms the stalactite. Well, reputation is kind of the same way. It's actions that you take over time, communications that you make over time that accumulate and form a reputation. Mm -hmm. But if in a cave, if the limestone water mix is off in some way, shape or form, you, you don't get a stalactite, you get a puddle. Um, and that's also the same way with reputation. If the way the reputation is formulated is off, all the actions that get taken by the company or the brand over the years um, just simply won't accumulate. It won't accumulate into a reputation or at least not one that's actually worth anything monetarily. Um, so the second thing that we do is this thing called uh, building reputation. Now, building reputation, that's something that Filipinos are very familiar with. This is, this is where all the marketing and public relations and digital marketing, and uh, that's what everybody knows about. Yeah. Um, the third thing is this, uh, is this thing called transformation of reputation. So what's, we have an expression, reputation precedes revenue. Yeah. Um, so sure. if you're not known for it, you can't really make money in it. And sometimes what will happen is corporations, they'll do things like line extensions or they'll move into different directions or they, they wanna reposition their business or things along those lines. And well, they don't really know how to do that. And that's transformation of reputation equity. Um, so that's also something that we do as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fourth thing is uh, the defense of reputation equity. And that's sometimes called in some circles as crisis management. Um, and currently, I think Geyser McLang is, I don't know, top three in terms of in terms of uh, uh, 
renowned for that particular aspect of, uh, of, of business. Um, and that's in essence what, what we do. There's a fifth thing, um, it's, called, uh, it's called measurement of reputation equity. And um, we'll be having that particular service next year. Uh, we created our own proprietary system specifically for the Philippines that allows us to apply a direct peso value to reputation equity. Um, so we're just in the process of doing our final, our final review of it, and then we'll be rolling it out next year. So right. that's us, and that's what we do. Um, Amor always likens it to uh, the movie Inception. <laughs> uh, Amor is the uh, now the face. Okay, uh, Amor, you've been you've been a multi-awarded person. Really, I'm so excited. And by the way, let me do a shout out to uh, Tats Loxin, our good friend in Singapore. No, um, you know when she found out that uh, you will be uh, my my friends on uh, Facebook Live, she was so excited. <laughs> So would you allow me, Sir Boots, and with the indulgence of the audience, I just want to uh, make a special shout out to one of the best communicators, right, uh, for both the private and now serving the public sector, Miss Margarita Loxin Chan, who's right now domiciled in, in Singapore. Um, not only is she one of the top communicators I've ever had the chance to work with, one of the greatest human beings simply around, full stop. We were batchmates in university. Her family gave me and Brad one of our earliest breaks. Um, that's why it's so hard for me to, um, to, to believe, you know, whenever they talk about uh, Secretary Loxin, right, on Twitter or on, um, you know, public feeds, that is so not. That is so not the um, uh, the person that we've met, and uh, just simply hi, Tats. We love you, Sir Butts. Brad and I love you, and uh, we can't wait for you to move back to the country. So. Oh yeah, she's so excited. Thank you, sir. Uh, she's always uh, a heart full of love for Filipinos. You know, where there was a time I was with some groups, totally. and like a sister to us taking care of us making sure that all these franchisors we were there uh, were there were you know safe and sound you know and uh, actually shameless promotions on behalf of Tats if any business wants to do anything in Singapore the only person you need to know is Margarita Loxin Chan there that, that's it I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end it there we love you Tats yeah, right, right. I'm sure she's watching. She's watching. Uh, there, there she goes. She's watching. But uh, tell me, tell me uh, about this uh, COVID. Um, you know, there's so many people right now. Like a lot of entrepreneurs are saying, "How do I communicate? Um, how do I communicate in this time of COVID, where I have a business, I'm a small entrepreneur, but is is it just communicating and communicating because?" One of the things, Amor, that I noticed, and Brad, I noticed there's so much over-communication that people are just getting fed up. They just want to close their ears. Uh, there's so many news or fake news. How, do you, how would you advise people like this uh, who are faced with this um, Brad, crisis? 
Brad is really the best person to talk about that, but I just wanted to kind of preamble it because in our 20th anniversary, I, I you know, I was I was saying this to Brad. Um, one of the greatest challenges uh, that have beset our country and the world has also become one of our uh, greatest work challenges as Geyser Maklang. So we are, uh, uh, we've been fortunate to serve the country at this particular juncture, um, supporting the frontliners, the government frontliners in the fight against COVID, right? It's a huge undertaking and we undertake such a small part in terms of the communications aspect. And, um, you know, I was telling Brad and my team, you know, when we were being considered amongst a pool of 12 other equally competent and, and, and amazing communications practitioners, I said, guys, are we going to do this? Um, this could very well be one of the toughest. There's no pleasure cruise in supporting the government in the COVID response. And the team prayed for it. And, and we all said, if there was some way we can help the country, then thy will be done, right? True. And um, it's been a few months. And um, uh, it's a daily battle. It's, it's really a daily battle. But regardless of how you feel about uh, the current administration, we are very lucky to be working with some of the most hardworking, talented people in government. So we feel like a lot of our 20 years has really led up to this point of service to the country. But Brad, I think that didn't really answer mm. the question of Sir Boots, which is really about how to communicate in times of COVID. But COVID has now taken on a more important meaning for us because of this because of this advocacy brad yeah so brad okay. uh, what would well, you, um, go ahead brad okay so uh, what i'd like to do is i just like to um shape perception a little bit and and i want you to understand something about covid and disease in general I want you to think of disease. Well, yes, it's a it's tragic and it's it's a killer and it's a terrible thing, but also what it is is it's an editor. Disease edits humanity. Um, it has since time immemorial. Um, actually, if you go take a look at the human genome, a sizable percentage of our genome is actually virus DNA. Um, we are edited, but we're not just edited on a biological level. We are edited on a sociological level, on a society, as a society. We are being edited. Society is changing. And things, so the thing is for us is we are remnants right now of a time that no longer exists. Okay. There is pre-COVID and there is COVID, right? And it's not going to go away, not for years, not for years. And there's a famous article that put out, was put out there called The Hammer and the Dance. 
And so you could say that the ECQ was the hammer that was trying to protect us by locking us in. But you know, the economy can't stay stagnant forever. And COVID counts on this fact. COVID is uniquely genetically created or evolved to be able to take advantage of all of the weaknesses in our society, like the fact that we're kind of a hive and we're interdependent on each other and we can't st stay still and stay hiding for long periods of time. Also, moreover, we don't respond to invisible threats very well. So we, mm -hmm. we, tend, to, we tend to come out and because it's invisible, we tend to think everything is gonna be fine, even though the wolf in the form of these little water droplets that are inside of the air and on all of the surfaces are out to get us. So you need to understand that the human being you are now is not going to be the human being that you are going into the future. It's going to be different. Your values are going to be different. The things that you worry about, you didn't used to worry about the idea of every time you step out of your house, you're now stepping in harm's way, right? You would think that if maybe you were in a war zone, if you were in Fallujah or something like that, there's bullets and IEDs and that, and that was what was editing us um, maybe a decade ago, the whole terrorism discussion, but it's not anymore. It's the disease discussion. I put that out to you because what does that mean if you're a business and you're trying to communicate your business? It means that you have very rigorously stop looking at the past for your answers because if you do, if you go into the past and start saying, well, this is what worked before and this is how it worked and this, this company, this branding campaign and this company had that branding campaign. Well, to use the, the vernacular, patai, um, that is the best way to kill your business. Um, right now, what we're all doing is we're all in the process of feeling our way out. But I can tell you one thing, one thing that doesn't change about the way that humanity operates, especially on a societal level. Humanity is always, whenever humanity receives a communication, and you know, there's like lots of these communications coming around. And by the way, that lots of communications that's happening, that's called a hive threat assessment. So whether you've ever kicked an ant hill or blown smoke at bees or something along those lines, any hive that experiences a crisis or an attack or something along those lines runs through this kind of assessment period where there's a great deal of communication chaos and focus that's happening. And that's what's happening. And yeah, if but, you want to cut through, yes. But what is important is actually, uh... Like, for example, social media. I mean, you never realize that this social media will be the, the sort of the vehicle like Facebook, Instagram, or uh, this Zoom. Uh, but, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs I've noticed are just posting and posting whatever. I mean, uh, is that something that's, that's, 
Brad. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to kind of add to that, Brad, if that's okay. Um, as early as uh, yeah, as early as two thousand and seven, right? Um, we knew that this is that social media was going to the to be the the great big leveler, right? It was going to be that lever that will change things, right? Um, we did the first ever blogger event. Uh, many of the pioneer bloggers attributed blogger engagement to Geyser McClung. Um, mm -hmm. We drew a line in the sand. Uh, at that time, it, it was very controversial because uh, the idea of journalists and bloggers, right, uh, attending the same events, that was like unthinkable. And that really, that really disrupted the status quo. So we're never afraid to, to take on levers that disrupt. And so now a lot of what we're doing, um, aside from our work in COVID, is about technology, fintech, right? Also another great disruptor in an otherwise very um, uh, very financially excluded country. But anyway, going back to COVID and social media. Um, and Brad has really instilled this in, in me. Um, information and communication in a time of COVID is not just about case bulletins and case information or um, uh, CFRs, meaning uh, uh, case fatality rates. It's not about the statistics. It's all about behavior modification. It's all about a new sense of situational awareness. And this is the role of communicators, all of us, right? Listen, COVID's not going to go away anytime soon, right? Let's face that fact. Second, we need to be able to start opening up our lives not just the economy, because opening up the economy presupposes that uh, the onus of opening up will come from just the big businesses, government, etc. We as consumers have a very important, no, we, the people, have a very important role we need to play, which is how do we change and retool the way we look at this war, right? What do I mean by this? How do we dress properly? No? So situational awareness and behavior modification. Given the fact that the virus is not going to go away and the vaccine is not going to appear anytime soon, it's incumbent upon us to learn how to live with the virus, not just wait for government or the private sector to do things for us, but rather how do we live in it? Like how do we properly, how do we um, act in this new normal? So. It's that kind of behavior modification and situational awareness that Brad was talking about that we, we as communicators need to teach each and everyone because no amount of government compulsion is going to save us from the virus or no amount of private sector intervention in the workplace is going to um, save us if we continue to act like the old normal, right? So we need to relearn it. Brad, did you want to add to that? Yeah. So from the point of view, though, of businesses and how businesses communicate, the one primordial question they have to continually ask yourself it, themselves is, why do you matter? Why do you matter now, right now? Mm -hmm. Because that's essentially what's happening is 
a lot of businesses who may in fact matter, may in fact matter, assume that everybody will understand why they matter, will get it immediately. So they just put their products and services out there, or they put their communications out there, or they put their agenda out there, and it's just it it's it's just a mush. And we as cons as uh, as uh, information consuming human beings, we have our filters and we just filter it out. It's you. It's um. I always liken it to like, you know, ha have you ever like had a dream? It was really vivid, and you woke up, and then you can't remember anymore. True. Um, can you remember on social media? Honestly, you're you're you might love social media, but your memory does not. Uh, your memory is not designed to to, to 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 pull it. It only pulls what matters to it at the time, and that's what businesses have to become really expert at. That's why the businesses that have really leapt in there heroically and said, "This is how we're going to help us get through things." This. This is this, these are the services that we're going to be offering. These ways we're going to bring the community together. These are the ways we're going to grow. Those are the businesses that prosper. True. Because that's what matters now. Yeah, but what, what I like what Amor said is that you have to move on and not and, and you just forget about the past because this is going to stay with us. This is going to be uh, the way you look, the way you think, the way you communicate, it's very important. Eh? Because a lot of people, like for example, a lot of entrepreneurs would say, oh, I give up, I give up. You know, I said, no, no, don't, don't ever give up because it's a new norm. I said, you know, and they want to surrender. I said, why would you surrender when the whole thing has reset? I mean, you said that. You, you, the world, has, this COVID has edited the population. In other words, the guys who are going to survive are the guys who make a difference. And, and you know, I like what you said, Brad, about reputation. So how would, how, would, uh, how would an entrepreneur, like, for example, if I'm an organization or I'm an entrepreneur, um, what kind of, uh, how will it be for a PR company like you uh, can help an entrepreneur? I mean, uh, people are trying to survive, uh, but they need somebody who is a communicator like you guys. Uh, how would you tend to sort of assist them if ever they want? How well, would... the, there, are, there are a number of things. The, the, first, the first thing that we're going to be asking them again is, why do you matter? Um, and we're going to help them, we're going to help them discover that, help them participate, because the very first thing that we're going to have to do for them is we have to reformulate their reputation. Um, the World Economic Forum refers to COVID as the Great Reset. And that's also true for reputation. You can see that there are these mighty corporations that have been rendered mute and small because of because of COVID. And on the other side, there have been leaders that have emerged. There have been leaders that have emerged that have come out and practiced real malasakit for the country. And those are the ones whose fortunes rise. One of the things that we, we look at is the idea of COVID is, um, 
what do you call it? COVID is a, a battle for survival, but for leaders, for people who run things, it's not a battle for survival. It's a battle of relevance. If you're a leader, you might have been a, you know, a great and important leader prior to COVID, but if you're not stepping into it now, if you're not stepping into it now, then essentially your leadership, you're, you're probably feeling your leadership evaporate. <laughs> can I add to that? Sorry, can I add to that before the embarrassing uh, baby photos um, that <laughs> are going cute. public? So cute. That are going that are going public for the first time ever. That's how much we love Sir Boots. No, but <laughs> going back to uh, uh, what you were saying, Brad and, and Sir Boots, a message to our entrepreneurs, right? Number mm -hmm. one. Um, whether you are a big conglomerate and you know, you know, it's easy. You're probably saying, of course, it's easy to jump and help when you're a big conglomerate, but I've also seen it for small to medium sized businesses. Uh, Brad talked about finding your relevance and finding your purpose, which hopefully prior to you've already found out. And then second, you need to continue to be out there and be relevant. And that's the importance of communications. When you're in a crisis, it's not the time to stay quiet. It's not the time to shut up. It's the time to be able to express what you are based on your values. Then you attract the right kind of people to support you through the crisis, right? Um, and then the best way to push your personal agenda is to actually take care of the public agenda. I cannot emphasize that enough, right? Um, uh, right now, we're very lucky that we're able to choose clients based on our values as a company. So be it in areas of uh, renewable, sustainable energy, energy transition, right? Public health, uh, financial inclusion, um, uh, transport. So these are in areas that are super aligned, not just with our values, but our values that are also aligned with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, right? Um, the fact that we are getting paid to do these things is something that we are immensely grateful for yes. as an organization. The fact that um, uh, the fact that we continue to be um, uh, requested to assist during this time of COVID, it's something we're so grateful for. But I think we just never tire, whether in good or bad times, but especially during bad times. And who hasn't had bad times? I mean, we've had bad times. We're 20 years old. We've had a couple of smattering of bad times there. Um, but one of the things we never lost track of is how do we continue to stick to our North Star? And our North Star has always been do well by doing good. And this we've done even before it was sexy to do um, CSR and social entrepreneurship. So I know it looks bleak right now to a lot of entrepreneurs. You're not just about selling food, right? Think about others and believe me, it'll come back. It'll come back. And as you think of other, uh, the public good, the rest of the ecosystem will take care of you. I know it doesn't make sense and it sounds very woo-woo, but that's just how that's just how we've uh, that's just how we rolled the past twenty years, right? And 
through good times and bad times, still we're grateful. We're really very grateful. Okay, so it's now time to embarrass your friends. Let me have a break. Baby photos. Okay. I want a photo of this girl. Oh my gosh, you know, I mean, uh, Brad must be uh, must now be blushing here. Uh, okay, who's oh, that? Cute. Or who's that girl? So hey, cheeks. Uh, <laughs> okay, how old were you? Uh, by uh, in that picture, more more or less. Um, I think well, I was just born on um the one on the left with my grandmother, and the one on the right. I think I was four years old. I mean, yes, I, I had the look that you know says um I'm gonna cause trouble one way or another. I know, especially the baby picture. I'm looking at it now, and yeah. <laughs> And you know, a lot of people are asking, who is Amor and Brad? I said, oh, you should meet them. They are a dynamic couple. And you know, I, I must say, I thank you guys because you gave me some reputation that I I still carry. You know, you're the guys who gave me that, I, uh, the name Fran Guru. Fran, yeah, of course, the franchise guru. I mean, it was, look at, look at, look at what that taught us. You don't change taglines through the years. Mm -hmm. Once you sense that in people, it sticks. And it sticks for years. And it's been more than, what, 15 years, Sir Bud. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you remember. And uh, I remember uh, Brad was telling me, nobody's putting a claim on it. You might as well do it. I said, oh, really? Okay. You strengthened my confidence there. I mean, I guess that's what you were saying, Brad, earlier, that, that reputation, no, you have to keep on. But it's a responsibility, right? I mean, oh, yeah. responsibility uh, for a lot of people. And uh, you don't have to be reckless about it, no? But you just that's have to defend reputation, though. I mean, the name that, that's given to you. So, Amor, you are uh, an icon almost everywhere. Uh, I see a lot of posts about Amor, about Brad, and all this. You have you've been helping a lot of associations, right? Uh, you are so involved with uh, ULI. Uh, you're involved in fintech, and you're involved, I think, in uh, Final Pitch. Uh, and what you're so? How do you how do you blend your Actually, time? Actually, sir. How do you blend your time? I mean, you're so amazing. Um, I think it's really more about as soon as you realize what you want to serve, what you want to devote your life to, everything just comes, you know, all into place. So this, for example, of the Urban Land Institute, um, you know, many of you know that we came up with a campaign, Make It Happen, Make It Makati for Ayala Land in uh, 2012, 2013. And to this day, it's still being used. Um, that really opened our eyes into the importance of making sure that we all have a stake in the mm. way we do sustainable cities. And um, I've, I've been, uh, this is my third year serving in the board of the leadership team of the Urban Land Institute, which is the largest um, real estate uh, organization in the world. FinTech um, is about using technology to be able to, uh, uh, I just had an interview prior to this, is all about using technology to create a payment undercurrent for various verticals. So um, the, the objective is how do we tech up various verticals? So it might be insurance, insure tech, 
health, health tech, right? Education, edu tech. Um, and, and I'm also very, very grateful to uh, my mentor, um, Dr. Tito Ortiz, uh, Justo Ortiz, uh, former chairman of Union Bank, former CEO of Union Bank. And um, I don't know why he tolerates me, but I, 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 I never really proceed with anything major for all of these advocacies without seeking his advice. Yet another human being who's been extremely generous of uh, his time uh, to everyone, right? Um, so there's the, the financial inclusion part because many of our uh, Kababayans do not even have a bank account to speak of. And if you are not, it, it's not about the bank account. It's actually about identity. If you cannot be validated by the system, you cannot receive money, where is your sense of dignity? So it even ties back to the advocacy on the, national ID system, then um, I've been very grateful to serve also um, in the Institute of Corporate Directors, where I'm very happy to have reconnected with Ms. Chitwan. Oh, yeah, right. Our good friend. also gave us one of his breaks. Yes, she's, yes. Um, I was so happy to see her there. Um, and it's all about uh, governance and corporate governance. Now, mm. um, I was telling Brad, I wish when I was starting the company, guys, I thought that the idea of uh, doing right and corporate governance was just something that you relegate to bigger companies. But um, maybe I was telling Brad, if we had all learned about ICD, no matter the size of your business and mm. the important right, regardless of your size, then maybe we'd have we would have done lesser mistakes. I mean, I know mistakes are golden, but um, uh, I'm happy to spread a word about corporate corporate governance. And then, of course, I'm the chair for innovation of the European Chamber of Commerce in the Philippines. Um, uh, we have served uh, the East, the U European Union under then another friend and mentor, Ambassador Guy Ledoux. Um, who shared with us his passion for um, clean energy, social justice, uh, and Mindanao, which you know I'm very, very passionate about. And my final advocacy, uh, at least currently, no, not final, we hope to be able to serve more, is in um, the realm of energy independence and energy security. So uh, along with my chairman, Dean Tony Lavinia, and uh, Mr. Don Paulino, we're working together towards making sure that the Philippines will have more of its own energy so Ooh. that we're not dependent on imports. So uh, sorry to geek out there, but um, yeah, as you can tell, I'm, 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 I'm very grateful for all those opportunities to serve. And all of that made possible because those are all advocacy and all of that made possible because of Geyser McLeod. So thank you to our clients. But, um. Well, I don't want to hold you much more longer because, uh, you know, you guys are so busy. But tell me one thing. Uh, what are the businesses that you see now emerging with this new normal? Uh, you're Brad so will, oh my God, Brad has been like talking about this. I'll leave it to Brad. You're on the ground. Your ears are there. How do you see the businesses that will be surviving in this new normal, Brad? Sorry about that. I, uh, I I cut out for a second. You were asking a question. 
Yeah. Businesses, uh, Brad. Yeah, businesses that will thrive in the new normal. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I want to first caveat this. Anyone who says they know what the future is going to be, uh, treat those people with a great deal of skepticism. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I will, I will say this. The businesses that ha will have what you call, um, you can sort of see it already dividing. There's two groups, what you would call intellectual services, and then there's um, what you would call the core aspects of the economy, right? Things like logistics and... Okay, uh, I, lost, I lost sorry Brad. Oh. I'm sorry okay. about that. Uh, Go ahead. Um, so you can see that the, there are these core services statistics and food and but it's not even food like say restaurants it's more like it's more like uh it, it's more like uh you know raw goods it's more uh importing it's food kits it's it's different now right mm -hmm. um in the case of uh in the case of trans uh transportation transportation is about to become very 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 different um, but it's still going to be there. Things like tourism, the, honestly, the, 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 the jury is still out. Um, I, it seemed highly unlikely that tourism is going to uh, exist the way that it did um, moving forward, Hospita and which means that hospitality is going to drastically transform itself also. Um, and so, but then there's intellectual services. So, um, like uh, a good example of one that's going to be doing very well in the future is e-gaming, uh, data security, um, those types of, uh, fintech, those things that, uh, those things that sort of empower the, that sort of, uh, I guess, provide the new types of entertainment, Netflix, Netflix is you know, well, actually, I'm I'm wondering about I'm wondering about uh, what Netflix is going to do when uh, the infrastructure that allowed them to have all that programming in the first place collapses. But um, I'm sure that they'll find some way to uh, adapt and uh, adapt and uh, survive. But it's those kind of intellectual services that are also on the rise and thriving and going to and, and, and going to uh, and going to play a very big role as far as uh, as far as other as far as other things go to be honest with you um, a lot there's going to be a sort of a big surge for IT um, because people are going to recognize that um, a lot of traditional retail is going to die off um and it's going to be replaced oh okay sorry so. can i add to that brad you kind of froze up three things very quickly yeah okay move move people move people and move things right so that if you're in the business of moving people and moving things 
this is going to bode very well for you. Second, um, moving money, right? So fintech, etc. Everything's going contactless, but the need to circulate prosperity has never been more pronounced. And finally, moving ideas, right? So that's where the intellectual property um, discussion, technology. So, you know, e-commerce, oh my God, right? I was just having a chat with some of the uh, biggest players in e-commerce in the country. And while 70% of their clients shut down, they experience a 250% rise in their businesses just from the remaining 30%. You can only imagine, right, how e-commerce, so that's the entire value chain from the logistics, fulfillment, the last mile, the first mile, right? So, so those three things, move, peop, uh, move people and move things. Second, um, uh, move money. And third, move ID. Yes, revolution. So hope that was helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think basically what we are now trying to do is just preparing our people and our people actually, a lot of people are trying to learn financial literacy. That's true because they learned, uh, you know, before they say, oh, what savings is all for? You know, live today, be happy and worry about tomorrow. Not, not anymore. It doesn't work that way anymore. So uh, at the same time, technology, a lot of people would say, I'm too old for technology. No, no. I mean, you have to learn now. I'm sorry. I have one word for you guys. Look up Dr. Tito Ortiz. You know, it was when he retired from uh, his day job uh, in Union Bank as a banker. Everyone knows him as this amazing, recognized banker. But he is now kind of like the purveyor of digital transformation <laughs> at um, a young Young age of 60, I'm sorry. Anyone who tries to use age as an excuse, I just have two words for you. Tito Ortiz. <laughs> anyway, final word, uh, Brad. Uh, what can you say as a word of inspiration yeah. out of kick, uh, kick off for a lot of entrepreneurs for this COVID, for this World War C that we, are, we have declared? <laughs> well, this is a war. And it's going to be a long drawn out war, but I don't want you to think about this in terms, if you think about this in terms of what you've lost, you're lost. It's like what you were saying before about the entrepreneurs that you're facing who are giving up. You need to be looking at the world in front of you, the new world in front of you, the, this new shaken up, undefined chaotic order that is going to have so many needs. You know, for example, I'll give you a give you a perfect example. You know, currently right now, there's no mask that's really good at protecting you from COVID. Masks are relatively easy to manufacture. No one's designed one. No one's designed clothing for a post-COVID world. Nobody has really nobody has really uh, um, gone ahead and made a lot of the innovations. Look, I'll, I'll give it even perfect. Look at my shirt, right? My shirt has my logo. My logo is currently being blocked by my, by my name. I can't even see it very long. You could be making webinar-friendly shirts. There are, there are hunt, you know, with giant logo that everyone could see. There are thousands and thousands of new opportunities 
You just have to be prepared to look and see what's really needed and not just try and follow what others have done. True, true. I love that. I love that what you said. I love that. Uh, Brad, you haven't you haven't changed. You're getting much better and better and better. <laughs> in other words, uh, you're like a diamond that's trying to glean out in the world, you know. Uh, Amor, so what's up? What's uh, final with Amor? Uh, people are asking me, is Amor running for public office? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, right? Um, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, I will, you know what, I will never say never to anything. Um, I think primarily, oh, wow, I've never been asked that, Sir Boot. Um, no, I just really, I just really want to continue what it is that Brad and I have started, which is, um, you know, um, how do we, how do we carve out our own little place under the sun, but at the same time, be able to help as many people as possible. Um, I was just, I was just um, uh, thinking about this talk and I was thinking my favorite, one of my favorite values is gratitude. And every time I talk about you, I talked about shit, I talked about Tito, I talked about Margarita. You know, I, I, I just can only remember like how, how grateful we are. And I think we need that right now. We need to be reminded uh, in a time of a pandemic uh, why, why we all need to be grateful. So as we carve out our little space under the sun, we just want to be able to help as many people as possible the way we've been helped 20 years ago and counting and still continue to. Yeah. Brad? We want, we want to create unity. We want to bring people together. We want oneness. We think that that's really how the Philippines and let's face it, the rest of the world is going to, is going to get through this, not through divisive politics, not through talking heads who tear other people down. We need to come together. True. We, need to start, we need to start finding that basis of agreement and build from there. And uh, guys, I, I want to prolong you guys, but you have said so many, probably uh, a whole set of wisdom. Uh, you, you gave a lot, Amor and uh, Brad. And guys, uh, you know, just continue what you're doing. Let's all work together as one collaboration, uh, create that synergistic relationship and, and really look after each other. You know, be grateful that you have friends like you guys. I'm so grateful. I... Uh, Brad and Amor still remember me. I said, wow. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the world is small. Actually, the world is small. And uh, we all need to, uh, we just don't, cannot step on each other. We just have to work and float together, survive. Uh, that's the whole essence. So, again, um, God bless you guys. Uh, really, I will keep on praying for you more. Another 20 more years, another uh, dynamic uh, Brad. And Brad hasn't changed a lot ever since I met you uh, 18 years ago. And uh, you are truly I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that it's a mortal sin. But you know, change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
show you the picture of Amar before and after? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I posted it. No, no, no. I posted it, sir. You can feel free to show it, right? The one where I was in college. And then, um, uh, yeah, I have that side by side. I Just really put, no, no, not that one, sir. Yung, I think the one prior to this. Sorry. Yung college, my college grad pick. Earlier. Uh, yes, there. that one. Right there. There you go. Um, there. That that's me, if not heavier, right? In college, and then uh, a few years back. I'm not ashamed. I'm I'm proud. It's all about new beginnings. What did everyone? You, what did you do, Amor? What was your secret? Is it an Amor diet or what? No, no. I I I think I just. I'm just I'm just very happy where I am right now, and I think if you find where what you really need to do then everything just corrects itself i suppose and you have a lovely daughter who's now what thank you your daughter now oh my god 16 years old and she's she's amazing she runs um she is uh, a, a lovely 16 year old in the autism spectrum uh, uh in the autism spectrum but she's so inspiring she runs she sings and recently, Peggy performed to 20,000 20, uh, people uh, in the SM uh, arena during the autism walk. That's just last January 26. Yeah. Very, so, very grateful. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy you're all, uh, you know, 20 years has, uh, you know, passed so easily as if it likes yesterday. But again, continue guys doing it and we'll all survive. I know with Brad's uh, strategic thinking and the Lola Techi, which I forgot to note that you're <laughs> the... yes, a long that's, that's time Brad. ago. Oh long my God, that's ago. a long time ago. Great. Long time ago. Lola Techi, uh, you're the one. But uh, again, you're so brilliant. Thank you for giving us your time. And really, God bless you guys and keep it up. Just be okay. Thank you. God, God bless Sir Boots and thank you. We'll Bro, be grateful. Maraming salamat po. Maraming salamat. Maraming salamat po. Thank you po.